Hey, well, welcome back to another episode of Aikman Bros Podcast. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I'm James, and this is my brother. I'm Andrew. And so today, uh, I'm talking about a few things. This past weekend, somebody did get married here. I don't know if you want to go into any more details. Uh, so it was me that got married. So <laughs> from a stress relief standpoint, it's good to have that kind of... We weren't sure she wanted a wedding in December, so living in Illinois, we never quite know what weather is going to be like in December. And it was, it was here at the park, so we were able to utilize the facilities that we had here at the park. So we weren't quite sure what the weather was going to bring, and it kind of we actually had some severe weather the night before, so she was freaking out a little bit when it was about nine o'clock the night before, and our power went off and didn't look like it was going to come back on for a while, but. Managed to come back on. We didn't have too much storm damage. Uh, biggest thing was it was a little little colder than what they were initially forecasting earlier in the week. 60 in the afternoon. It was yeah, like so I think 30 it something. Might have got up in the 40s, but the bigger thing was it was 20 to 30 mile per hour winds for most of the day. Luckily, it did die down closer to the ceremony time, so that was nice. But yeah, everything went went good. And I did hear that the officiant was pretty amazing. So James over here did. <laughs> did wet us and he was my best man so i always told people because i had a lot of people come up saying that he did a good job i go james can either be just right or a little too much in terms of with his jokes and stuff so luckily he was he was just right for that occasion but no everything everything went good everyone had a good time so i've now married both of my brothers just as a fun fact yeah pastor.com right yeah we do want to give a shout out to uh, Adam, our kind of producer back here, kind of calmed Julia down right before the ceremony, going over how to, his camcorder worked to take her mind <laughs> off the scene. So she told me that after we after we walked uh, out of the ceremony and I got a good kick, good laugh out of that. So well, yeah, good time. Yeah. So if you're looking to get married, we've got an awesome spot for you to get married. Yeah. So next question uh i guess i'll answer that question with the question what free time uh the business does consume a lot of our time and then for me i have five young kids at home i have an eight-year-old and then five four and two that will be four in a couple of months so basically three four-year-olds a five-year-old and an eight-year-old so my free time consists a lot with them. I guess I do. I do like collecting, so I kind of do that in my free time, and like to watch TV, watch shows on my tablet or something. But that's about the extent of it. Kind of in the same boat. Don't have five kids yet, but I did have. Uh, we had our first child earlier this year, so that was definitely a game changer from the free time aspect um, <clears throat> after everything with work gets done or whatever. Uh, but then also in the process of renovating our house. So combining that with by the, renovating, he means basically adding on and building the mansion. I don't know how many times I got to <laughs> tell people this. We wanted to build the shell. So the shell will be done, but the inside, the actual living space, it will be probably multiple years i always tell julia 
phases is the the word when it comes to the renovations so we do finally have a living room now and almost a new kitchen so that definitely helps but pretty much since may uh julia has been having to take roman our child into her mother's or grandmother's because we don't we didn't have any place that he could even play on the ground or anything like that so definitely been a little more of a breather now that we got a space that we can actually kind of relax and enjoy but from a free time standpoint like him i do collect as well but even with the house being in the disarray i that's kind of been put on hold because i don't really have a place to put any new stuff so but uh other than that yeah but he has made sure his office i saw where the office was going and i couldn't figure out why the floor of julia's office was higher and andy's was lower so you have to step down to get into what will be his office and then i should have realized this but explain it to me that gives him more wall space to put smaller figures it's one on. of the perks of designing your own house you can actually think through all this stuff so yes there are certain things with my office slash collecting room that i'm able to do since i'm building it from scratch as opposed to trying to modify just an existing room or anything like that so but yeah other than that i mean we don't really have much free time to kind of do anything else the other free time we have is either doing kind of family related stuff with the whole family or, or i do love them. going out to eat or going to the movies he's a pain in the butt because he rarely likes any movie out there so he's he's a pretty hardcore movie critic so to get him to go to a movie is i'm sorry that, i'm sorry that i like quality over quantity of going to movies especially with how things have kind of changed since covid it's not necessarily the simplest of tasks either so his definition of quality avengers endgame the most popular movie ever it was eh for him so i thought it was all right not the greatest judge on quality we'll just throw okay. that out there i guess we'll have to save that for another topic another day <laughs> uh so there is the venue kind of space slash former restaurant building that's on the property we've talked about before it's coming back into aikman wildlife so we will continue having wedding receptions there that will be able to be included now in the weddings that we offer in the loft uh, we're still kind of talking through what what to name that that facility itself but we've always known we wanted to have a restaurant i don't know when the restaurant would happen a more family style safari grill type of restaurant would probably happen sooner than our small menu locally grown nicer sit-down restaurant would take place but yep. uh, we are kind of working on what that lunch type menu would look like what food options looking into what other parks or amusement parks serve at their kind of nicer concession stand type buildings and seeing what all is involved with that what the prices are and determining kind of what the what investment we have to make before we can open it up and then also just figuring out what manpower is needed 
the wildlife park has been very blessed. I think partly because of the wildlife aspect, we've we've always been able to find people to work. Just working in a restaurant, though, might be a little harder. A little more of a challenge, potentially, to find reliable, good help. So we are working on kind of what the interior looks like, working with a, a designer on that, talking through that. And again, like I said, kind of researching what food options are available. Probably be more lunch-focused from the park standpoint, and then eventually be adding a dinner option that could be a completely different restaurant and feel when you walk into the the evening atmosphere so we're very much outside the box thinkers and so kind of exploring what it looks like to have two different restaurants operating out of the same space yeah so that's kind of the that's the long-term goal terms of getting to the point where we have two restaurants but definitely short term is really kind of just emphasizing the uh event side of it so we are definitely still able to do all sorts of different sort of events uh whether it's weddings um corporate parties anything like that uh julia my wife um she's the one that's kind of taken taken over that so i know we already have what eight or nine weddings for 2022 our first one's actually coming up in a few weeks. We we got a, our first January wedding here that we've ever had. So that's going to be, like I was saying, we were a little concerned about the weather element for our wedding in December. It's going to be a little interesting to see how that plays out because they are utilizing both facilities, both the, the loft to do the ceremony and then the reception hall. So that'll be a little interesting. But no, we got one in January and then... I think we got a, a party in January as well from a business and then I think some March weddings and so yeah it's already starting to get a so there are a few weekends left so book now book before now. they run out but so I think moving on to the the animal topic today we're talking about Randy so Randy's probably one of our most famous animals at the park um yeah daniel the guy who's become our adopted brother has been with us from the beginning got randy when he was pretty young i think maybe a year old uh raised him trained him how to do rides and would do camel rides at some of the local events and festivals and so then when daniel came to the park in the beginning randy came with him and randy's been here ever since i think I think Randy's going on 15 years old, maybe. Uh, it's funny when they when he came here. Uh, so about five, six years ago, would have been around 10. I think we all kind of assumed he was pretty much done growing, and then in he just the first growing. 18 months he was here, he literally grew 12 inches taller. Yeah. So I always tell when I'm doing a wagon or anything, um, on my wagons, we no longer let people hand feed the camels just because uh, there's been some some issues with them getting a little too, uh, I guess, aggressive getting the food out of people. So they just feed off the wagons. But I always have to tell people that Randy's the main reason why we have to add new rules to the wagon tours. Uh, last one being we have to make sure that we keep the keep the feed bowls tucked underneath the seats because he has gotten so big over the years that 
he can actually go over the railings that are kind of designed that when we designed the wagons, there was no way if you're sitting back in your seat with your bowl in your, in your lap, there was no way any of our animals could reach, um, reach you. But Randy has proved that wrong. I think it was a couple years uh, ago. We noticed that he was able to, someone's holding the feed bowl in their lap. If he's in the right mood and in the right uh, spot, he will go right over that railing and eat out of your lap and potentially try to take your whole bowl. So he's a, uh, He's definitely a little bit of an honorary animal when it comes to his personality. There's some days that he's the best animal out there. There's other days that you wish he would be on the other side of the drive through park. I know early on when our two big horses um, were pregnant with the, the two that were born, that would have been, what, 2017, I think, is when they were born. We would get them in every morning to give them kind of an extra boost of minerals and stuff, the horses. And it seemed like camels are very smart animals. Um, so it seemed like Randy always knew what we were trying to do. And the horses don't like Randy whatsoever, especially the old females, the older females, the mothers. Um, so, you know, a process that should take 10 minutes ended up taking 20 to 30 minutes sometimes because we'd get the horses close to the area that we were wanting to get them in. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Randy just comes flying in and just stirs everything up and chases the horses all the way down to the south end of the property. So that started to become more of a routine thing uh, where we actually had to watch out, see where Randy was in comparison to the horses to kind of make sure we didn't have to waste our time going to get him again. But yeah, he's he's definitely the, the king of the drive-through for sure. Um, I think at the moment, the only animal that has finally realized that he can kind of stand his ground is Finn, one of our Scottish Highlanders. I learned over the, this past, uh, season on the wagons that Finn finally realized he actually has horns on his head and that he's a pretty big animal himself. And so if he just stands his ground, Randy will just go over to the other opposite side of what Finn's on. So that's about the only animal that Randy can't really push around uh, when it comes to the different tours and that sort of thing, getting food. But for the most part, it's his way or the highway out there yeah. for sure. Pretty much every, he goes wherever he wants and every other animal gets out of his way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's how it was for the longest time with any animal out there. And he still has no problem. Uh, so Finn would probably be maybe 1300 pounds. So we have our probably our mayor bison is close to 2000 some of our water buffalo are 2000 plus pounds probably and even the horses are right. heavier than than finn is and they have no desire to be anywhere near randy for the most part so uh even the largest animals out there still don't want anything to do with randy in terms of when he's kind of around or trying to do stuff right and so randy is our dromedary camel the one hump Fabio is our Bactrian camel, the two hump. And so in the very beginning, uh, Bobby, our youngest brother, did our t-shirt designs and Twilight was very big at that time. And so he kind of did Team Randy and Team Fabio to make fun of the Twilight teams as uh, so we did it as a joke. And then the two camels became so popular, we kind of had to order team shirts every time that we placed an order and it was was interesting last year when we didn't do wagons the team shirts didn't really move that much we even put them uh, put them on clearance and start moving them and then when wagons came back in then people were 
way more interested in the team shirts and so just yeah. them being able to learn about them and see them and see their personalities on the wagon is what kind of drives that team apparel aspect yeah definitely they if they're in the mood and usually they are in terms of when it comes to wagon tours they will depending on what the weather is if it's a nice day out they will more than likely be with us for all three of our stops that we do around the entire park and then if if anyone's ever seen a camel run, uh, it's a little comical. So in terms of people, that's a lasting impression that people get that they weren't getting in 2020 with not doing that. So that's probably a good, good reason why the Team Randy, Team Fabio shirts lacked a little bit just because they didn't have that kind of personal, personal connection and kind of experience that they normally have out there. So, but in regards to what team am I, I do a lot of the behind the scenes and so both camels definitely serve their purpose. Fabio is one that will run after our UTV, our Viking, a lot more. So I can, we can be driving, he's running behind, and I can tell people it's kind of like Jurassic Park, must go faster. Uh, and then Randy. Randy is great when I want to kind of, not necessarily freak people out, but get them to get up close with the camel. I'll position the Viking so Randy's on the other side. I'll hold up my big food bowl and he will stick his head in that side and come and eat all the way across out of my bowl. So people have a entire camel's head and neck in their laps. And usually what's happening is the people in the back seat are so busy with animals, they don't know that until they turn around and look forward. And then they will scream because they're startled and they're very surprised to see a camel in there. So the camels mainly, especially Randy, don't really understand personal space, but that makes the behind the scenes an even better experience in my mind. Right. I don't know if I would be either team. Uh, from a vet standpoint, both of them are difficult to say the least. The only saving grace about the camels that we have had uh, again, from like a maintenance standpoint is they are an animal that they do for whatever reason, love to stay on the gravel pathways and walk the pathways as much as possible. So downside of that is they are one of those animals that depending on how much traffic's out there, uh, they have had multiple cars backed up behind them. Uh, there was one car earlier this year, uh, it was towards the end of the, the day, cause I remember I was waiting on it. And I finally saw it up in the north part of the park from the parking lot. And I'm pretty sure it was both camels in front of it walking the pathway. So I went out there to kind of get it to get them move move along because I could tell that the car was just in. There was no other animals around and they were just inching along. And they proceeded to tell me that they, when I got out there, they rolled their window down. They're like, they apologized because it was after the hours that we closed. And they're like, they have been in front of me pretty much the entire time I've been out here. I haven't been able to get around them. So they probably had a very, very long in-depth car ride in terms of, uh, in that regard. But the nice thing about them walking on that gravel so much, it naturally keeps our hooves trimmed down. So, so far we haven't had any issues with hoof work, um, hooves with them, and we haven't had to do any sort of actual hoof work on them. So we are very, very grateful for that. But it's kind of... Both camels have good days and both camels have bad days. So I don't know if there's one that's a little better than the other one. They have their pluses and minuses, I guess. But from a, 
a park standpoint overall the camels and the zebras easily the two most popular oh, yes. animals out in the drive-through and so they're yeah. huge from a, a customer standpoint yeah absolutely and just the fact that you can you can pet them and see them up close well and i think a lot of people deal. their initial reaction especially when randy comes up they don't realize how big a camel can actually get i mean we're talking about an animal that is probably now has a hump height of around eight feet uh and then he can stick his neck probably up to closer to nine nine and a half feet um, above the ground so even people sitting on a wagon above the ground are gasped and in shock when he kind of walks up and just uh i think a lot of people don't realize just how big camels camels can get for sure yeah all right well hey we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Aikman Bros Podcast, and we will see you next time. Later. Cool story, bro.